The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And we were on the road with the Rough Riders. Joe Womack was our strength coach, and he was rooming with Ron Este. I'm coming down the elevator with Joe Womack, and he is man, he is so mad. And I'm like, what's wrong, Joe? And he goes, you wouldn't believe what Este did. He's in his underwear, and he emptied the minibar. Smarties and the Kit Kats thinking it's free, thinking it was a gift basket. And Joe looks at me, it ain't fun. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's a brand new week. Get on up inside. If you weren't woken up yet, you are now, courtesy of the breaking news bell. And we don't have any breaking news yet, but we're just setting sail for the first of two hours of wonderful sports talk today. Darren Moose DuPont is in Toronto. I'm in the uh, South Florida studio. Let's please bring in Darren Moose DuPont. And our guests today include James Roberts of the Offside Hockey Podcast. He always likes to talk Leafs. And Josh gets off, not to be confer- uh, confused with gets laugh. Josh gets off of the Pittsburgh Penguins radio crew. He's the voice of the Penguins going to be with us. They had a real ring-a-ding-dong dandy yesterday. Moose, what do you got going on? How are you? What's up? Give me some. I'm great. I'm great. Uh, awesome weekend. Uh, checked out a concert in town, went to the movies, and I had to go in the closet and pull out the green today with something Saskatchewan um, to pay homage to our home province. Did so well. Tell a miracle this weekend and to you uh, carving out a piece of your weekend for going on the program and behalf of this show and uh, doing great things, raising some great money. So great weekend in the rectangle. Love it, love it, love it. Yes, I was uh, 11.42 p.m. Eastern, almost midnight on Saturday. I said to Serena, I've usually been asleep for a couple hours and gotten up and had a leak by now, let alone stay up till midnight to go and tell a miracle. The, uh, what is 20-hour telethon on CTV Regina. So I was grateful to be part of that. It was awesome. A lot of people, they had a lot of people watching, Moose. You always know when you're on, your phone blows up. People are watching you on or listening to you or, or what have you. So that was a great weekend. Uh, there you go. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? With that, we'll quit that? Mickey Mouse. We got a lot we got a lot to get to. My big story will very likely be different than Darren's, and that's what makes this all fun. But the big story in my world, let me open it here, has to do with the National Hockey League, and it's the game that I watched yesterday. And I could spend two hours 
on this topic, okay? Patrick Kane scored on a breakaway, 143 into overtime, and his first return to Chicago, lifting the Detroit Red Wings to a 3-2 victory over the Blackhawks Sunday. The dynamic winger that held his then held his arms in the air as the season-high crowd of 21,141 at the United Center cheered. Patrick Kane scored, uh, sorry, starred for the Blackhawks for 16 NHL seasons before he was traded to the New York Rangers a year ago, and he signed with Detroit as a free agent this season, this offseason. Actually, it was this season. So I don't know if you were watching any of this, but it's, it's big in terms of how our world is getting connected, okay? So we're watching the game. Bernard, by the way, had an assist in a losing cause. Kind of Bernard. I'm watching the game with Serena. We're on the couch. Our new and good friend, Dale Talon, was there. He drafted Patrick Kane when he was the general manager of the Blackhawks. He's there. Marian Hossa was there. All these Blackhawks greats. Denis Savard. And it was just a big old party, a big old Blackhawks party in the United Center. And it just made my heart feel good. I love the pregame ceremony for Chelios. They put the number in the rafters. And then they have the video tribute for Patrick Kane, which <laughs> I think they did this. Did you watch the game, by the way, just to clarify? Did you see any of it? Not start to finish, no, but I did see the extended highlights, and I was dialed in through okay, social, hey. but that's it. Hey, cool. Listen, I have a very tough time watching a whole game for 60 minutes. Hockey, football, tiddlywinks, whatever. I can't. But last night I did because I was invested. And uh, so Kane, in a television timeout, he's leaning on the boards, and they play the video tribute. He's, of course, in his Red Wings gear. And it's like it's a two-minute video, and then you think it's over, and he turns to go and skate to a loop, and then the video starts again. It wasn't over. It was a long video for Patrick Kane. And while he had a great career with the Blackhawks, you know, he did two laps, standing ovation. And what was interesting, number one, the announcers on NBC Sports Chicago were saying, why did he ever have to leave? And it's like, guys, don't, don't, don't do that because we all know why he had to leave. Don't look back. This is where we are now, number one. Number two, this morning, Scott Laughlin on NHL Radio, as I was uh, running at Johnny O's gym, Scott said, uh, have you ever seen the visiting team, the goal scorer, get a standing ovation or like a huge ovation? Like the, the Chicago lost, but Kane scored to win for Detroit, and the place went nuts in Chicago. And we're trying to figure out, is that because they love Kane? Is it because the Blackhawks are tied for last place overall and could win the lottery again? Why was that? And then overall, I think the thing that annoyed me, Darren, and I want your take on the audiences too, I hope everybody was as into this as I am. And if you're not, that's okay, because it's my show. Ken Daniels was calling the game on uh, the Detroit TV, and he goes, when Kane scored the winner, he goes, and he has cemented himself as the greatest U.S. player of all time in the NHL. I'm like, uh-uh-uh. And Serena turned and looked at me. She goes, is that right? I'm like, no, it was Medano. She's like, I thought you would say that, number one. And number two, the biggest thing that annoyed me, and I can't remember who said it, because obviously I heard a lot of commentary. People were saying that Chris Chelios told Patrick Kane before the game, don't steal my thunder tonight. I think somewhat tongue-in-cheek than Kane does. And somebody said, this is the thing that sticks in my craw. Our Rod's rant, if you will, for Bronco plumbing and heating before we, before we go any further. Somebody said today, why would they have Detroit come in and Kane on the night of Chris Chelios's retirement of his number? Why would they even do that? And I'm like, were you just born last night or did you just fall off the turnip truck? This stuff is planned months in advance. The schedule was out. Patrick Kane didn't even decide where he was going to play till December. How would they know? And say, oh, 
Patrick Kane's coming in with Detroit on February 25th. We're going to move the game. Yet, my guy Dale Talon was, because we were at the Panthers game Saturday night, and everybody's like, where's Dale? Where's Dale? Because he's always in the press box. And they're like, no, he flew to Chicago for the Chelios thing. Everybody would have to change their flights. You know, it's just, it's the way it was meant to be. Not to go too woo-woo on you, but it was an awesome night. And to say that Kane came in and spoiled the party, he did, but that's not his fault. He's just doing his job. Over to you. I think he added to the party, to be honest. I thought it was yeah. great. It, it put so much in there. And then what I loved was Kane's post-game press conference. And they, you know, you got Chelios, who kind of passed the baton from American greats to that era of Patrick Kane. And then you got Kane passing it over to Connor Bedard because they asked him about Bedard hitting him. You know, and then he joked that if he wasn't wearing the bubble, he would have went after him, which was funny, and they all laughed. And, you know, he talked about what a great player he is, and Kane, one of the more creative guys. What stood out to me in everything you said, 16 seasons in Chicago for Patrick Kane? He doesn't even look 30. You know, he still looks young. He still has that youthful energy. He's fun to watch. And overall, um, that was a great night for hockey, period, in uh, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, well, why, why would anybody try to make Patrick Kane feel bad? And I'm sitting there watching the game, and I said to Serena, God, it'd be nice to see Bedard and Kane play together. Oh, my God, a right shot and a left shot setting each other up. Oh, but it ain't going to happen. Um, Kane is, like, literally twice Connor's age, but he plays like they could play together. And then, and then, and then we got into this whole business of the best Blackhawks of all time. And Serena, she, she doesn't like Kane because he's U.S. born, which also is not his fault. But she's like, he's not even in the top three Blackhawks all the time. And I'm like, Ex- excuse me, stop. And of course, I'm, this is conversation. She's often said we should put a camera on our couch. It'd be the best television going. And, uh, <laughs> right? And I'm looking at the Stan Mikita's all-time games play, Bobby Hull's all-time goals. I think Kane's up. The, Kane's top three four or five in every single category, way more than Jonathan Taves or any more than Denny Savard or all these guys. And don't even get me going on Chelios. He just, he's top three all time. And I said, I'm not arguing with you. We will not fight on this because I don't want to fight and it's not a debate. You don't agree? I do. He's top three. Let's move on. I just love Patrick Kane. Now, more than anything, our poll question was this. Who is the greatest USA player of all time? And, and is it subjective? Because Ken Daniels said it, the television voice of the Detroit Red Wings. Um, it's our poll question today. It's brought to you, of course, as it always is, by Key Auto Group. At Key Auto Group, we're driven by safety, experience, peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. And uh, she was kind of just looking for a fight. But, but I said, Madano is the all-time best U.S. player. The voters are saying Kane. I threw Chelios in there ahead of Jeremy Roenick, even though Chelios is nowhere near the top 10 or 20 for points, but he's a defenseman. And then other, and I see some great comments coming in, like, for instance, John Ohm in Winnipeg says, Austin Matthews is the greatest U.S. player of all time. And I think producer Clark threw that out in the morning meeting. That's possible, too. For me, it's Medano. He's the best U.S. player of all time. Best hockey player, period. I've seen him play many times. Uh, played for the team that my dad worked for for 26 years. It's Mike Medano for me. But you, who are you voting for? 
Matthews might be trending that way, but for me, you know, and I know it's recency with the game last night and everything else. So I'll go Patrick Kane. Um, you know, a couple of reasons. I think you look at that era of Blackhawks hockey, forget about, you know, the controversies that have come up and, and what happened. That's, that's a really great era of hockey on the ice with the championships and with Jonathan Taves, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, everything they were able to do. Um, I think that's a great era. And he won titles. He won championships, which I think puts him over the top. Well, and by the way, that's where, again, Serena was just looking for an argument because she's like, how could you say Kane's up there just because of his three Stanley Cups? Connor Bedard didn't win anything in Regina, and you're saying he's the greatest Pat ever. And I said, why? No, let's just stop. <laughs> Con Junior and pro are apples and oranges. Bedard was only there for three years, and the team was terrible. No, it's not even the same debate. Um... Randy from Winnipeg writes in and says, what about Brett Hull? Is he considered USA? Not to me, because he was born in Belleville, Ontario, period. I'm not going to get down that road. It's a good question, but no, he's not in our... Not as far as I'm concerned, no. Uh, Ted in Red Deer says, Madano's the best American player, in my opinion. Bobby Hull, Espo, and Glenn Hall are the three best Hawks all time, in my opinion. Tony Esposito, he's talking about in Glen Hall. Well, you got talking about a 100-year-old franchise, too, by the way. There's a lot to choose. There's a lot to choose in Chicago for greatest Blackhawks of all time. Um, Brent Waltman, watching in Wellington, all Florida, uh, Wellington, Florida, says, all around, Big Walt is up there. He's referring to Keith Kachuk, who I think is like sixth or seventh all-time in scoring for USA players. But we're talking about the top three best. We can throw out who was great. We're talking about who's the best. And I'm saying it's Mike Medano. Uh, Carlos in Indianapolis says, I'd watch a broadcast of select games. I don't know, Darren. You're going to have to talk to our business people because I have not a large degree of interest of putting a camera on us while there's a game on. But having said that, I see there's an appetite for it. There's a guy here in Florida doing Panthers games, and he wants to get into the Cats and Bolts podcast with us. He's like, I got 7,000 subscribers on YouTube and people watch me watch the game. And I'm like, I, we're good. But that's not to say I'm against it. But it's not right now in my purview. Is it in yours? Like, if we could find a sponsor for it, I would do anything. I would wear a thong and shave a racing stripe up my oh, chest if it no. was enough money in it. Believe me, I would. That's but I don't know. Do you think people really want that? <laughs> I don't I hope not. First of all, ah. that's not hot. <laughs> so cut the sound effect. No. Okay. <laughs> um, you know what? The sponsor writes a check, you know, and says jump, we'll say how high. Right? I mean, we've always kind of maintained that. But uh, I don't know. Maybe. But again, it, you answered the question. It has to be something that you're interested in and you want to do. If you have something you want to do, we'll find a way to make it happen. Oh. Well, that opens a large can of worms. But I'll say this, at, at Super Bowl, I love dropping this, Reinbold pulls me aside, and whether this is, I, now would probably be a good time to throw this out. The defensive line coach at the University of Hawaii Rainbow Warriors program says, you and I should do a show, just an Instagram live show, get your guys to sell it, because I think you and I got great chemistry, and we got great cachet with the CFL fans and pro football fans. You and I should do a show, so just go out and sell it, and let's do a show. 
And I'm like, if it were only that easy, coach, I love the idea of it too. But if there's some sponsor out there that's just burning a hole in, a, in your pocket of cash and you want to sponsor me and Reinbold watch and talk football once a week on Instagram Live, let's do it. But everybody's got the great ideas. Nobody wants to shovel the coal. You know what I mean? So moving on, um, I did the whole opening topic segment on my big story. Patrick Kane's return to Chicago. What, what was yours? That was it. But no, my big story was the Scotties. Uh, that's my weekend viewing in sports was uh, locked in to Calgary and uh, the curling. And uh, it was a fantastic f- uh, finish for Rachel Holman to win. She never lost a single game the entire week. She beat Jennifer Jones three times, including the final. Um, that was cool. And it was a fun send off for Jennifer Jones in her last uh, Scotty's Tournament of Hearts uh, as she got a great ovation from the crowd. Nice interview. It was a cool moment on Sunday night. Let me read the news story on that. Rachel Holman of Ontario won the Canadian Women's Curling Championship with a dramatic 5-4 win over Jennifer Jones of Manitoba Sunday night in Calgary. Holman and teammate Emma Miskew claimed the fourth Scotty's Tournament Hearts uh, victories of their careers, but the first since 2017. Holman went undefeated, as Darren just said, 11-0 through the tourney. She'll represent Canada now at next month's Women's World Curling Championship in Sydney, Nova Scotia. So his big story was the Scotties. My big story is Kane's return, and we got a whole lot of other topics to get to. And this has been fun, but we have some even more fun stuff coming up after the break. We'll return in a GIF. Don't go anywhere. We're live on Game Plus Television. Also, Key Radio, your southern home of sports and talk down there in Atlanta. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You could throw the perfect rock and still miss, but it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. 
The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, gang, just a reminder, we're brought to you in part by Common Crown Brewing out of Calgary. You got a choice out there in Alberta, and they're making their way into Sask and a little bit into Manitoba. Why not make it Common Crown? A commitment to connection and celebration of uniqueness. Visit commoncrown.ca. Let's please bring the moose in and pause for a second. It's been fun going through the sports weekend, but here's a little more fun. I told you we're on the radio down there in Atlanta, WQEE Key Radio, uh, your southern home of sports and talk. Ryan All Radio, who hosts the Radio Penitentiary every morning, 6 a.m. to 10. I'm not joking. It's called the Radio Penitentiary. He's the warden. He put this out to his listeners, Darren. What they would like to see is team names for when the NHL returns, comes to, NH- to Atlanta for a third time. Are you ready? There's like 10. Pay attention okay. and tell me which one, t- which one of these you like the most. And the audience, feel free to jump in as well, okay? The Red Wolves. The Atlanta Red Wolves. The Rebels. The Serpents. The Beavers. The Peach Nuts. Peach trees, the long shores, the possums, the crawdads, the wolves, and roadkill. From the listeners out in the Navajo Nation, their suggestion were the tomahawks, the mohawks, and the chiefs. Um, from Coach Tommy Lewis, he's a high school coach in town, he said, the hilltops. How about that? What do you think, Clark? How about that? Do any of those grab you by the peach nuts? Moose, any of those potential Atlanta <laughs> NHL names? Peach nuts is cool. Um, no, that's not the name I would go with. I, I like the idea of putting something, you know, peachy in there. Like the Atlanta peaches would be cool. But um, so peach nuts had me halfway there. Um, Red wolves. I don't know if I'm there. It sounds like a basketball team, like the Timberwolves. Um, but I think they're on to something with peaches. I think just peaches instead of peach nuts. But anyways, I like some of those suggestions. Uh, well, it needs to be something symbolic of the area, in my mind. Uh, it can, it can, I, I appreciate the possums, but I mean, the jokes write themselves. They play dead at yeah. home and get killed on the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know they didn't even get that out of the barn yet and they're making fun of it 
for the possums. You can't be the possum. I, I don't mind the crawdads. And let's remember the Seattle Kraken, we all thought was dumb. I did anyways. And now we can't imagine them by any other name, right? So I'll, I'll read it again. Thank you, Rhino Radio from WQEE, where we air daily in 99.1 FM in Atlanta. The Red Wolves. I feel like there's a story behind the Red Wolves. I'm not against that. The Rebels, Serpents, Beavers, Peach Nuts, Peach Trees, Longshores, Possums, Crawdads, Wolves, and Roadkill. And from the nearby Navajo Nation, they said the Tomahawks, the Mohawks, and the Chiefs. And the Ninos, which is uh, fire in their language. So, hey, if they're endorsing these names, I don't have a problem with that. I guess where they, the Atlanta Braves get away with the Tomahawk Chop and so forth, they still do it. They don't get the trouble that some of these other places do. So we'll pause or move on. But that was just a little fun. And just to give you a little proof that indeed... We've got a large audience in Atlanta. We are Atlanta's NHL show. Uh, just going to throw in a Blue Jays note for a second. Juan Soto belted a three-run homer to power the New York Yankees past the Toronto Blue Jays. 12-6 in spring training action Sunday afternoon. Toronto hosts the Pittsburgh Pirates on uh, Monday. That's today in Dunedin, Florida. I'm not going to assess or even go any further than mentioning the scores. That's it. We're not di- di- investigating Blue Jays' spring training results. Now, to the rest of the NHL leftovers, I saw people writing in here from Winnipeg, where we're very big in Winnipeg, the Manitoba capital. Kyle Connor scored 33 seconds into overtime to lift the Winnipeg Jets to a 4-3 victory Sunday that extended the Arizona Coyotes' losing streak to 12 games. Mark Scheifele had a goal and three assists for the Jets, who have won three in a row and six of their past seven. In New Jersey, Nikita Kucherov became the first NHL to uh, reach 100 points this season. He had a goal and three assists as the Lightning beat New Jersey. 4-1, and the Columbus Blue Jackets scored three times in the second period and hung on to beat the Rangers 4-2 in New York and snap uh, the Rangers' win streak at 10. So aside from all the time that we spent on the Blackhawks and the Wings and everything else, what were the other... uh, Well, I got a quick one. Ovi here the other night was disappointing. I'm sorry if this offends anybody, but to, to use my hockey friend's term, didn't piss a drop. That's a shocks term. Um, Ovi was out for a Sunday skate. Serena said, this is like going paying to go watch Poison and thinking you're going to go watch the 1988 version of Poison, but no, you're watching the 2024 version of Poison. You know what I mean? Ovi's just not all that anymore. He was minus one on the night, pointless. He's 56 goals behind Gretzky, and with the effort that he put out the other night, he ain't going to catch him. Your your weekend leftovers, please, from the NHL. That's tough. You know, because he had such a slow start to the year, then he goes on a, I mean, a tear, not an OV tear that we're used to seeing of him in his prime, you know, where he's got goals in seven games and, you know, kind of gets back up to some respectable numbers. But, you know, 56 is not a lot. And so, you know, he can find it, but it's just the evidence is showing it's going to be really tough and he's not going to do it all in one shot or he's not going to get rid of 40 of them in a year anymore. You know, we're going to have to look at Ovi being the 15 to 20 goal scorer, maybe. And that's going to take more years. And is he going to continue to play? I don't know. But um, that's tough. And then on the flip side, I know we'll talk about it with, with uh, one of our guests today. But, 
you know, the Leafs uh, continuing to win and rolling through some pretty good teams in, in Vegas and now Colorado on the weekend. Um, you know, pretty successful trip getting Morgan Riley back, and they're starting to look like a team again. And, you know, that's pretty good. We've seen this before, and it hasn't translated into playoff success, but it's a pretty big uh, stretch of games here for Toronto. That's Moose's Leftovers, brought to you by Tupperware. How about that? Uh, the poll question today for Kiata Group, who's the greatest USA-born player of all time? Paul and Humboldt says, Austin Matthews. So I'm just dropping in comments from the audience as we go regarding which Atlanta NHL team name do you like? David in Winnipeg says he likes the Rebels. Allen in Saskatoon says the Possums. Jason in Red Deer says the Atlanta Peach Wolves. That's not terrible. Monty says Hilltops has already taken Rod. Yeah, we'll tell that to the Vancouver Giants when they were named. Giants were taken, unless they have a trademark on it. Ryan O'Radio, who is flying the ship there at the control board in the radio station at WQE, says, you're welcome. Randy from Winnipeg says, the Atlanta Flame Thrashers. How about that? It's just a little long. It's just a little long, but I'm not against it. I guess if you put it in a circle, it wouldn't be too bad. Ted in Red Deer says Red Wolves here. That's his vote. And Jason in Red Deer says the Atlanta Wolf Pack. And I feel like you could have a hangover theme, like bring in Alan from the hangover to do have an autograph on the, concession, on the concourse one night and all those guys. Can you imagine? The Atlanta Wolf Pack. Yeah. I could be into that. And the spin-off jerseys you could do and theme nights. Um, it could be neat. And you would play in the den, right? Be the wolf den. That's what wolves live in, right? A den, I think. So that could be cool. There's a lot of little <laughs> spin-offs. And you got to think about all those different other marketing campaigns when you pick a, a team name. Hot damn. Well, I to be honest, how about the Georgia Swarm? Let's forget Atlanta. Let's, let's encompass the whole state. I love the NLL team and their gear from Georgia, and they play in Duluth, Georgia, the Atlanta Swarm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Talk about spinoffs. They got great gear. By the way, Hangover 2 was on last night, and I watched it. What's the one movie? Everybody, I know I'm throwing a lot of topics at you, everybody. You just you got to be quick today. What's the one movie that when you see it on the channel grid, you stop and you watch it every time? For me, it's Hangover 1, 2, or 3. I'll always stop and watch it. Liar, liar. Liar, liar. Clark just said his is yeah. Forrest Gump, and isn't that fantastic? I, listen, I never... What channel's that on, Clark? You got some newfangled cable package I never heard of? I'm, okay. Oh, TBS, he says. I never see Forrest Gump on. I would watch it more. But Hangover, I just can't get enough of those guys. Those crazy guys. I just can't get enough of them. But did you die? That was the one last night from <laughs> Hangover 2. But did you die? Um, uh. Glenn in Medicine Hat writes in. He says, fun fact. Kane and Bedard are both number one overall picks by Chicago who went in their, into their first NHL training camps and made the Blackhawks at 18. That's what I'm saying. 
Kane's literally twice as old as Connor Bedard, but I was watching him last night going, man, would I love to watch these two play together. Kane does not look twice Bedard's age. Arlen Bruce, the third, writes in. He says, great morning, RP and Moose. Just a little update on Arlen Bruce, the fourth, my son. Six NFL teams have reached out to him. More to come. Pro Day is scheduled for March 28th on NFL Network. Let's go. Thank you, AB. We all know the situation. He signed a contract with the Edmonton Elks. The league terminated it, ostensibly, presumably, because of his violation at Iowa for uh, gambling, uh, breaking NCAA violations. I don't understand how long you're supposed to pay for something like that, but it is what it is. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be a trip if he ended up signing with an NFL team? He's good yeah. enough. Uh, Bill Edwards, the gentleman that sent me the Ron and Don bobblehead, he says the movie he always watches is Castaway. Darren in Utah says The Water Boy. That was just on the other day. You can do it. <laughs> I never get tired of that. Uh, Reg Dunlop watching in Winnipeg says Dumb and Dumber. Oh, right. Sam so sa sa Samsonite. Mary Samsonite. <laughs> Sammy, Swami, Swanson, Swanson, Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> oh. Uh. Yeah, big gulp, say. Ted. Uh, well, hey, getting serious here. Well, not that serious, but David of Winnipeg says, Star Wars for me, I would uh, watch that more. You guys got different channels than I got. Or maybe I'm just stuck in the same area all the time, but it's hangover that keeps coming on for me. Ted in Red Deer says, so why did Kane not sign with the Blackhawks? Money, I'm guessing. I'm not sure there's a real reason that's public, but you know what? I'm going to get on our show, our Cats and Bolts podcast, Dale Talon, uh, probably next week, not this week, but he was the GM of the Blackhawks and was the GM of the Florida Panthers. I think it's just when it's time, it's time. It had been 16 years. Both Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane told management in Chicago they weren't in it for a rebuild. They didn't want to be around for a rebuild. Stan Bowman said, there's the door. 16 seasons, three Stanley Cups. It was time. End of story. He looked last night for all the world like he could still play in Chicago and still contribute, but they were just kind of over each other. Trust me, it happens. Allie in Texarkana says, uh, the wedding singer, Robbie, Robbie. So there's a few. We'll continue this theme rolling, and Moose, I'll see you in an hour or two. You bet. See you then. We'll put your questions and some of my own to James Roberts from the Offside Hockey Podcast. They cover the Leafs. When we come back, we are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everything I've worked for, everything I've sacrificed, has led to this. It's out of your hands now. All the gold medals in the world can't help you now. You could throw the perfect rock and still miss, but it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy.
Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me, or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, everybody. The old RP show continues. And as you probably know, when we talk hockey, it's brought to you by Common Crown Brewing out of Calgary, 28th Street Northeast. A commitment to connection and celebration of uniqueness. Visit commoncrown.ca. And we are talking hockey. Why not? It's February. And to do that, we're bringing in our friend James Roberts from the Offside Hockey Podcast. He's in the Maritimes. G'day, James. I'm sure everything's uh, all good with you. Maybe not as good as, as it is with Tyler Bertuzzi. Became the first Toronto Maple Leaf in the franchise's storied history to record a hat trick on their birthday. He did it in the Leafs' 4-3 win over Colorado Saturday night. I feel like the Leafs nation still celebrating that big win Saturday. Are, are you one of them? Yeah, well, obviously that game right there, we look back a few Saturdays, the Leafs had a 3-0 lead. They blew that lead to Colorado, so it was a little revenge. And obviously Tyler Bertuzzi getting a hat trick on his birthday, it's just a cherry on top of his cake. So absolutely, I'm fired up for it, man. That was a game where I think the Leafs kind of quieted some haters, quieted some folks that were saying, hey, this team's winning, that's great, but they're not beating any quality opponents. Uh, are you one of those? Where do you, where do you fall? You would never call yourself a hater, but where are you in that group of Leaf fandom? I mean, for me, I looked at it and said, same thing I said to you last time, it's great to be winning these games, but you got to keep to the details and make sure everything's good. And this team was doing that with Morgan Riley out, and they were rallying for, uh, for Morgan Riley. And any other team who did that with a superstar of their lineup, whether suspension or injury, reporters, the league, whoever, would be, triumphing that oh my god this team is rallying without their number one defenseman the injuries they were sick there's all kinds of things plaguing the Leafs and they're still winning games but everybody instead of choosing that narrative of course it's the Maple Leafs ah they're not beating great teams they're they're just beating the teams they're supposed to beat but then Vegas I know they were injury depleted but their defense was still there their goaltending was still there so those are two key cogs for that team. They still beat them handily, and then you beat Colorado. Not only do you beat them, but you come back and show that even when you go down and you don't have your best game, you still find a way to win. And what do good teams do, Rod? They find a way to get a victory. You know, I thought about our chat afterwards the last time, and I was never saying that you were wrong. It's just, you know, a lot of Leaf fans are never satisfied. And I, I'm going to parallel it or use in a way a sports metaphor. With both the Miami Dolphins here and my team, the Dallas Cowboys, all year it was the, oh, you can beat teams below you in the standings, but you can't beat teams above you in the standings, or you can't go up north and on the road and win. Well, that's exactly what happened in the playoffs. They couldn't do that. So I kind of what you're saying is that the Leafs play in the playoffs the way they have been at times this regular season. They're going nowhere. But how confident are you that they could go on a run? Or does it simply depend on the matchups, who they're facing in the Stanley Cup playoffs? 
listen, Rod, if the team that's showing up right now with the Tyler Bertuzzi scoring, the Max Domi, you have a second and third line now with John Tavares playing with Bobby McMahon and Nick Robertson, not to factor in the fact Cali Yarncroke is not in this lineup either yet, which will be a penalty killer, which is their Achilles heel. I think if this version of the team that's been rolling lately shows up, they can beat anybody in the playoffs handedly. And you got Joe Wool coming back as well to either be your starter or backup. So they're looking pretty darn good. Like it looks like they're getting deadline additions without having to trade for them. If you know what I mean, guys are finally starting to show up that you want to show up. Callie Yarncrow coming back, Joe Wool coming back. Most teams would love to trade for a Callie Yarncrow or Joe Wool. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, man. Well, you went there, the TD word, trade deadline. I'm seeing not just fans, but a lot of respected media pundits saying, what does this team need? What does that team need? I'm hearing it for Vancouver. What are you saying for the Leafs that they need in advance of the trade deadline? The Leafs need someone to play with Morgan Riley. You don't want to break up the pairings that have been clicking. So you find someone, whether it's Tanev, whether it's Dumba, whether it's Sealer, Walker, Whatever name, it doesn't have to be a hugely sexy name. It just has to be someone to play with Riley. And then the other thing is, this team needs a bona fide penalty killer in their bottom six. I keep beating the drum for Blake Coleman. He's a guy I think that could really fit the mold, has the championship pedigree, went through the playoffs, knows the grind. But this team needs a bottom six penalty killer and a defenseman to play with Mo Riley, which then probably pushes Giordano out of the lineup. And maybe there's something cooking today. We don't know yet. Timothy Lilligren is not at practice. So we'll see what happens there with him today, if he's in their trade or he's injured or whatever, and they have to bring somebody back up. So we'll see what happens. Knowing full well that it's an 82-game marathon and then the playoffs, at what time do you think they need to put the hammer down or put it into overdrive and go all out the rest of the way? Unless you think they should for 82 games, which is impossible. I'm kind of thinking that it's maybe the trade deadline. That's when you go hammer down. But for you, when do you think that needs to be? I think they should go hammer down as of right now. You're on a seven-game heater. Keep trying to pick up as many points as you can. Keep the spacing between the teams below you, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Detroit Red Wings. Don't let them get back in it. But this is the first time in years, Rod, this team has a little adversity going down the stretch. They have teams that can catch them. They have teams ahead of them that they want to catch. So they're not exactly locked in. Tampa can go on a heater and start winning games. Detroit's right there as well. So this team needs to start now, in my opinion. And you know what? I think you look towards towards the end of the season and start pulling guys back and seeing what you have in the cupboards for anybody who's nicked up. And one guy that comes to mind that may get signed ahead of the trade deadline is Kiefer Bellows down in the AHL. Hit the 20-goal mark in the AHL. Is looking good. Could be a good depth option for you as well. So you got to see what you have to. Ted in Red Deer says, uh, he says, what would Austin Matthews have to do in his career to be top three all time? And while number one, I don't think even top three all time is achievable by anybody. uh, I don't. But I've heard people say he could be the greatest Leaf ever. And I want to say Rick Vives said that on this show. Some former Leaf said that, that he might be the best Leaf ever right now. Austin Matthews. There's many former Leafs who said it. Yeah, so what does it take for him to cement that best all-time in Toronto? Well, really right now, I would already say arguably, I mean, 
if you're comparing him to the Wendell Clarks and the Gilmores and all those guys that, you know, are put up on a pedestal by Leafs Nation, he's surpassing those guys in points and in metrics and leadership and in trophies and all individual awards. If he wins one cup, one cup, one cup, he is hands down the greatest Leaf of all time. But right now, how do you argue against the fact that he already isn't? He's already won a league MVP. He's won Rocket Richard trophies. He's in conversations this year for Selkie. This guy is insane. He plays in every different position too. Power play, penalty kill, even strength. This guy's up and down your lineup. Players who play with him get better. So, I mean, what more can this guy possibly do? And he may end up being the greatest goal scorer the National Hockey League has ever seen. People are already starting to compare him to the pace of Ovechkin and saying, well, he's on a higher pace than Ovi. Maybe this guy could break, if Ovi breaks Gretzky's record, maybe Matthew breaks Ovi's record. And that conversation's already started by people that are way up on the scale than me. But I fully agree. If this guy can keep scoring like he is, how do you not keep him out of that conversation? It is a great question. But I was thinking about Ovi here the other night, and I'm like, whether you like the way he plays or not, you can't argue with what he's done. You can't, right? He's won the heart, I think it's three times. Got a Stanley Cup, got a Cosby. He won the Calder nine times, I think. He's won the Maurice Richard, but he's not on the Mount Rushmore. The, the gentleman said to be top three all time. Well, who's on the Mount Rushmore of the NHL? Gretzky, Howe, or... And we'd have Lemieux. to think for the fourth, but I don't think it's Austin Matthews. Lemieux, okay, it ain't Austin Matthews. There's not a lot of room on the Mount Rushmore of the National Hockey League, not for Austin Matthews. No, I, I would say he has a chance to maybe be top 15 of all time in the National Hockey League. And by that, I'd say probably 15. And that's if he goes out and breaks Kresge and Ovi's goal-scoring record if Ovi gets it. That's if he gets a Stanley Cup. That's if he gets a couple more heart trophies. But he's got a like everybody's talking about all this stuff as if his career is winding down. It's not winding down. It's in the thick of it right now and probably in the thick of it for the next, what, eight to nine years. So let's see what he does, you know, halfway through that stretch and where he is. David in Winnipeg says Crosby on the Mount Rushmore. I wouldn't say no, but it's a debate we don't have any more time for here. James, good to see you, my man. Enjoy the hockey. We'll do it in the playoffs. Look forward to it, man. Enjoy your time down in Florida. We'll see you soon. Thanks, pal. James Roberts joining us from the offside hockey podcast we got a sports update and audience takeover when we come back we are live on game plus tv wqee radio apple podcast spotify and youtube live everything i've worked for everything i've sacrificed has led to this it's out of your hands now all the gold medals in the world can't help you now you can throw the perfect rock and still miss. But it just takes one. You leave it all out there on the ice to leave behind a legacy. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Hi, everybody. Going to try and rip through these comments as quickly as possible and get to a sports update, but we got some gooders. Uh, I was talking about Alex Ovechkin. He left me wanting. I was disappointed with his effort the other night here in the Capitals. OT lost to the Florida Panthers. Ryan Thomas is watching in the Queen City. He writes it and he says, effort or not, Ovi is passing Gretzky for sure. He's 56 goals back, 38 years of age. I, there's no reason to think he won't play into his 40s. But, and that, that's just him. He's not always giving full effort. But I'll tell you this about Austin Matthews. He is. Austin Matthews is. There's nothing that I see that you can criticize Austin Matthews for. That's just me. Regarding Atlanta team names, Brian and Hudson Bay writes in. He says, how about the Atlanta Red Hots? That's not bad either. I don't know if there's some association there to Atlanta and the Red Hots. I don't know. Is that where the Red Hot tamales are made? David in Winnipeg writes in and he says, Atlanta team names? Do you think a third time is a charm for the NHL in Atlanta? Are you writing off the Jets franchise in Winnipeg? Don't have time for that here. We'll carry it over into next segment. Greg Martin writes in. He says, I can't believe you didn't mention the Flames beating the Oilers. Well, believe it. Calgary 163 Saturday night. It's a two-hour show. You poked your head out enough, just enough of complaining about the flames to rub it in everybody's face that they beat the orders. Ah, yeah. Pick a lane. There are four games in the NHL tonight with two Canadian teams in action. The Orders, who have lost three in a row, host the L.A. Kings. Senators visit the Washington Capitals. The B.C. Lions announced today the signing of American defensive back Jordan Perriman to the training camp roster. He played his senior season with the Washington Huskies, had 37 tackles, one pass breakup across 10 games, and in the Alamo Bowl had five tackles. There are four games in the NBA tonight, including one in Indy between the Pacers and visiting Toronto Raptors. Sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now, Argyle starring as Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, and John Cena. I walked out, but maybe you'll like it more. Hour two coming up after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio. 